I'm Kristen McFarland, and this is Market Like a Badass. I'm excited for today's episode. We're going to hear from special guest Alexandra Palau, founder and CEO of All About Email Marketing. Alexandra is a badass. She's based in sunny Florida, uh, but she really works with badass brands all across the U.S. She's worked with small up-and-coming e-com businesses to Carnival Cruise Lines and Fortune 100 companies. She knows what the hell she's talking about, and she knows how to manage high-impact email programs. She's a tremendous wealth of knowledge for the the craft breweries or dispensary owners that are are listening in and um, is really joining us today to share some, some really badass email tips and tricks. Welcome, Alexandra. Tell our listeners about yourself. Well, thank you. That was an amazing opening. Thank you so much for all of that. <laughs> Happy to be here. Um, so I, you can call me Alex. Um, I've been doing email marketing for 20 plus years. Ah, that was like a little, you know, a little <laughs> crazy there. Um, fell by, I fell into it by accident because <laughs> it wasn't a thing back then. Um, but yes, I, I have been working strictly in email marketing for Fortune 100, Fortune 500. And now I help smaller and medium-sized businesses with their email marketing strategies and executions and copy and design and all the things email, which is amazing. It is. Yeah. I, I love watching all the amazing work you get to do. And it's really cool getting co- to collaborate with those different types of brands and really understand the nuances of, of what each business owner needs. Yes, it is. And, you know, a lot of email is about education, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not as, you know, it's a lot more technical than a social media post, for example, right? Um, There is strategy there too, but with email, there's a lot of nuances and details that have to go into a really solid strategy that works. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And before we yep. dive into the meaty uh, tips yep. and tricks for email, I want to just ask, you know, this is Market Like a Badass podcast and you're a badass. You're a successful business owner. Thank you owner. so much. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I guess I want you to share with our listeners what's helped you be successful as a business owner. So as you know, because you're also a successful business owner, it is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> It's ebbs and flows. It's not linear like people think it is. It's a lot of mindset work. Mm -hmm. Um, If if there's a call in within you to do this, go for it, even if you're scared. Um, You will get through it. You just have to push through it and just sit in the discomfort. That is part of the growth, especially for me in particular. I had been in corporate for so many years that going on my own was very tricky. Um, but it worked. I just had to stick with it as much as possible. Um, just push through it. Yes. Did I have my bad days? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that turns you into a badass, right? Because you can, you know how strong you are, um, when you go through those ebbs and flows and you come out on the other side. So if it's a calling within you, go for it. Even, even if you're scared, just do it. Yes, exactly. And I I appreciate that. Yeah, you just laid it on us. It's real. There are ebbs and flows, even in a single day. (laughs) Even in a single day. Yes. You're like, it's exciting in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it happens and you're like, oh, I didn't plan for that. Or yes, I planned for that and even and it was even better than I thought. Yeah. Right? So just kind of flow with it. You know, just go with it, flow with it, adjust your sales as you need, right? You, you know, if you're in a, mm-hmm. like a full reference. So, um, but just push through it. And it's okay to have a bad day. That's yeah. okay. It's yeah. going to happen. But, uh, you know, somebody said to me once, like, you're just having a bad day, not a bad life. So <laughs> Correct. It's just a moment in time. It's a bleep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, keep focused. And now, you know, let's talk more about email and why businesses even choose to utilize it. So, you know, we laugh all the time as email marketers because like every every year there's an article and it's like email's dead. Listen, <laughs> since I started in email, every year email is dead. I'm like, where? Yep. What? And and as only the world continues to adopt more email and use it at an all-time high rate, you know, it's like, that's what people do. They're checking their inbox daily most of the time. And so why It's just should- evolved. Mm-hmm. That's all it has. Listen, email was the original social media. Yeah. Okay. Everybody used to send memes and jokes and BCC everyone or CC everyone. <laughs> and everybody's like, take me off this thing. Like that was the original way that we shared all these jokes and memes that you now see on social media. It just evolved into a more transactional communication channel. That's all. Um, It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Other channels have tried, (laughs) but no one has, has it beat in terms of like that direct connection. Yeah. Um, in terms of volume, right? Because SMS is definitely, right, the one-to-one um, true now, but not at scale like email. Yeah, absolutely. I Well, even somebody yesterday with a social media company was saying, you know, we're not we're, – we're, we're talking to a lot of people, but we're not converting at that level, right? Email you is won't. where you're converting <laughs> yes. and you're creating conversations and telling your 100%. brand story. Um, yeah, so, so email's not dead. You really do need to not. utilize it. And, and, oh, you do. What about like, okay, you have retail dispensaries listening. Mm-hmm. You may have cultivators who their strategy might be, I need to get into other dispensaries and they're more of a B2B business to business approach. Can you talk about the difference of strategies between B2C and B2B or how people should be thinking about that? Oh, absolutely. So, Definitely B2C is going to be your larger typical list, right? It's like, you know, you have your sign up forms on your website, people sign up, they, you know, you drive traffic, they sign up and good stuff. You can do segmentation. There's so many great things you can do from a B2C perspective. B2B, you can definitely have your own list, right? You also have a separate list for that. You should have different flows for that. You should have different campaigns and segmentation for that. It's a completely different communication style. Your B2B is definitely going to be more engaged, right? Because they are interested, you know, they connected with you for a specific reason, right? So you definitely want to keep them engaged, sending them like a monthly newsletter or something along those lines, keeping them up to date. Your B2C, you have to see what segmentation, who's who in there. Because you have maybe medical patients, you maybe have newbies in there like, hey, I don't know where to start. Right. And then you have your experts. So you can't speak to everyone in the same exact way. 
-hmm. right? So it's definitely completely different strategies from your B2B and your B2C. Huge, huge differences. Yeah, absolutely. But and at the same time, we're all still human to human. So don't forget to inject personality into your brand, right? You don't have to be sterile. Especially for breweries and, you know, cannabis. I mean, Mm -hmm. very open-minded, typically people, right? Very like, hey, I just want to learn. I want to understand. Like, talk to them like you're shooting the shit with your buddy. (laughs) Right? Like, you don't have to be so formal like a Fortune 100 or Fortune 500 company that has strict, you know, brand guidelines and strict tones. Yeah. I think in the, in, in, your, in the cannabis and brewery industry, you can definitely get away with more jokey, more wit, you know, more that type of language. And it's, it's a lot more fun, if you will. Oh, so yeah. you can totally like have fun with that. Yeah. I mean, even on social media, like with uh, craft beer, the beer slide challenge, right? I mean, it, it we should incorporate that fun energy that gets people excited into email too, right? And, and 100%. incorporate that. Yeah. And you can get away with it. That's yeah. the thing. Like you have, you have the space for that. A lot of brands don't. Yeah. So you, you, you get cheeky, get fun, get, you know, engaging, um, stand out in that inbox, especially with those, you know, funky, you know, subject lines. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, you know, cannabis and breweries have a huge opportunity there um, to really use their fun and their and incorporate whatever is in their social media, whatever is on their website and bring it into their emails as well. Yeah. And if you want to follow someone, if you're in the craft beer space, check out Athletic Brewing Co. Their emails are fire. I flip and love it. I think they might even be an NA beer. So um, yeah, check them out. I, I, I like their style and you can kind of see what they do with their email marketing. So my next question is really of what to focus on. You know, are we a lot of a lot of business owners maybe spend time on the wrong things in email or aren't aren't spending enough time on the right things? So what are some of the common pitfalls that you see for people trying to do email marketing on their own? So one of the things that I see is not having the basic flows set up. Mm, okay. Yes, that is yep. just automation, automation, automation is your friend. Okay. It's your 24 seven sales system. So have you at least at a bare minimum, you're welcome. It's the educational branch of your business, right? There you're introducing yourself, right? What makes you different? Why you? What types of products do you sell? Give them the best sellers at the beginning, possibly give them a 10% just to kind of, you know, they can dip their toes into your, into your products. Um, yes, have at least that, but ideally you also want your browse abandoned, your abandoned checkout, your post purchase, because retention, retention, retention. It is so important. People are so focused a lot of the times on acquisition, right? On getting that new customer, but it's a lot more expensive to get a new customer than it is to retain it. So especially for, because, because breweries and um, cannabis businesses are so limited because of the laws in their advertisement, email is such a critical piece of your business. So that retention piece is critical for you to continue the conversation, right? If you know the lifespan of a product is 30 to 60 days, 
send them an automation at 45. Hey, did you run out? Hey, do you, you know, remind them. Why do you think Amazon is so successful? Because they're continuously reminding you that, hey, you need more toilet paper, <laughs> right? Because they gauge, right, based on data, okay? You know what? They're going to run out in day 90. We're going to send them an email on day 85, right? So it's really critical for you to do your automation and then continue the conversation with your campaigns, whether it's weekly, whether it's biweekly or monthly at a minimum, you cannot just disappear on people because what's going to happen is your space is very competitive. They're just going to go with someone else. Yeah. As simple as that. It's going to be more expensive for you to get them back. And somebody who's staying top of mind, right? It takes, like you said, Correct. so so much effort to get somebody through in the top of the funnel. And you are restricted. So with cannabis owners, I see them hyper-focused on like SEO, SEO, SEO. They spend thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's important. It but then, is important. But yes. then they forget about lower in the funnel. And they're like, now we've got all these people in the door. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story, actually. I, I was at the THC Classic last night. Right. They had sponsors all over. It was really cool. Three levels. Well, two different rooms, three levels in one of the room. And they had like even like sponsors bringing food and munchies. You know, we get the munchies. Yeah. We need we hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And not a single booth was there like collecting emails. I think there was one booth collecting emails via a raffle, but it felt like such a loss. And then people are leaving coupons. Oh, I'll give you a penny half ounce, which by the way, great deal, Native Roots. Uh, I want my penny half ounce. But like, <laughs> wouldn't that have been great if I had to sign up on your landing page and give you my email? So then you could get me in the store again and again and again, because 100%. What a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yes. We're creatures of habit, right? If you read that book, Nudge, how like, right, if you if you open up your iPhone, most people have their ringer on default. You need a nudge. You need to nudge people to get them to change their behavior and then to retain that behavior. 100%. And yes, like at if you have a brick and mortar, you need to be asking for email address, mm-hmm. hands down, okay? Just ask them, hey, we just want to continue, you know, be in touch with you, blah, blah, blah. And then you grab their email address and then you continue the conversation online. I mean, it's just basic, like lowest hanging (laughs) way of really increasing your list and keep the conversation going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Especially again, because of so many restrictions in those industries, this is really your bread and butter. Like you really need to go that route. Yep, exactly. And and I'm glad you touched on the automations because it's huge and, and it it's is a, huge. You can make huge. money in your sleep. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, even like shipping confirmation, you can add products in there. Order confirmation, right? You can cross sell. Oh, you got this. Why don't you get this? That's complimentary to the product that they just bought. Highly likely they will buy. Why? Because they're your hottest, hottest leads they just purchased from you mm-hmm. right and the fact of the matter is that you should be able to differentiate between a first time purchase and a repeat purchase so that's another way to separate that automation even within one automation you can separate right and have one leg for repeat one leg for first timers huge opportunities there of a lot of money yes yeah 
there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do with automations. And so, yes, and you set it and forget it, which is what I love about automation, right? Yep. You should only be checking it maybe like once a month yep. to ensure that sometimes technology breaks. Okay, it does. <laughs> sometimes you do things on your website that you don't realize that's breaking the email, right? So at least once a month, check your automations. Yep. Okay, but typically you can go as far as three months because um, you need... You need it to, you know, you, you need the data to see, okay, how can we optimize this? So it's, it's, a, it's just a hands down, just something that every single e-commerce store should have. Yeah, absolutely. And then now we'll talk about when to DIY and when to DI don't, because there are, <laughs> there are zones of genius, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. badass uh, at running your business, at, at navigating compliance and regulations. But there are times when, you know, there are things out of your zone of genius, especially for email. And I'm seeing that even yes. with other marketers in the space, they really don't mm-hmm. know email. And, um, I, I want to talk about like when to do it yourself and when to ask the expert, because I always compare email to skiing, right? Um, it's easy <laughs> to pick up. It's hard to master. I can go down the right. bunny hill without breaking my leg, but I'm still not an Olympian skier. A hundred percent. It's just, that's email, right? Like may, or maybe yes. marketing in general, there's a low barrier to entry sometimes to the profession, but it takes a lot of time and skill to really perform at that top level. And especially in a highly regulated industry, like either craft beer or cannabis, um, we really have to navigate issues, uh, avoid blacklists, navigate deliverability Mm -hmm. issues, right? People triggering spam filters. So how should a brewery owner or a dispensary owner be thinking about resourcing their email marketing needs? So it also depends on, it depends on budget. It depends on time. Yep. Time, I tell people, time is a limited resource. Money is not. You can always make more money, right? So how do you get there faster? By outsourcing. Because you can, you, I tell everyone, all these business owners, you need to understand at, at a high level how email works. It's not like here you go, like just hand it off. No, no, no. You also need to understand just high level what, people are trying to do for you as an email marketer. Okay. You can't just hand it off. And the strategy people think is just sending an email and that's it. But there's so many nuances that come into play. Like sending an email is good, but sending an email that makes money, that's a whole nother thing. Right. Wow. <laughs> Cause yeah. you, you, yeah, you can send an email like, oh my God, it's not working. But then an email expert comes in and says, the reason it didn't work is because of this, 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 and this, right? So you're better off handing that off when you're like maybe a team of one or two people that you're trying to even run your inventory, run your store, run, you know, run. There's so many things as a business owner that you need to be focusing on. Like, yeah. like Kristen said, your zone, your zone of genius. Right, stay in that zone of genius and go ahead and outsource the rest. Now, if you have a bigger team and you can work with someone in your team, and then maybe they can DIY, maybe you know, us email experts can come in and kind of teach your team, then that's a whole nother thing. It's like, hey, let me teach you how to DIY it. This is how this this is what you're gonna do. And build high performing templates. And like, exactly, yeah. templates. Templates are critical. One of my, well, I, I actually do provide templates 
for some of my clients. They want to do it themselves. I'm like, well, let me empower you then. Let me give you the right template that it's already proven to convert. So that way, all you have to do is drag and drop, drag and drop and decide what information you're going to send and then give them some ideas. Hey, this week you're going to do a newsletter about the newest product on your store. Next week is going to be a sale 10% off. And then the next week is going to be this and that, right? So there is, you you could do a hybrid, (laughs) a hybrid of like, okay, you know what? Can you help us send me DIY it? Sure, of course. But if you're a team of one, email takes time. Good emails that convert do take a little bit of time. You have to understand what the goal of that email is, right? Is it a new product announcement? Is it, you know, you're opening a new dispensary? Is it, you know, like there has to be a goal and don't make it like this long ass landing page looking email. Please don't do that. Um, you're not going to convert. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Gmail clips it. Yeah. So you got to be careful with that. Right. So just, you know, take the time. If you want to DIY it, it's going to take you time. So just be prepared for that and then carve out the time, carve out two hours and be like, okay, I'm going to do one email for two hours. And as you, you know, get into it, it'll be an hour and a half next time and stuff like that. But ideally you want someone that comes in and really just buttons up your email program and then hands it off. And you're like, Hey, this is your, it's going to be a great email program now. Yes, you go. absolutely. You know? I mean, so there is a bit, there's a big difference. Just laying the foundation sometimes and having yes. that email marketing Sherpa, so to speak, to kind of guide you because uh, uh, a couple examples, like I I'm working with a, a cannabis client in California And for six months, an agency sent campaigns and they've generated zero dollars in revenue from a list of about 8,000 contacts. And these are people that have ordered before. I'm like, whoa, Hmm. something's going on and ran some tests, right? They're scoring on spam checkers about a 2.7 out of 10. Uh, They're landing in the spam. They're having huge deliverability problems. And also come to find out like the agency didn't even set up the SPF and DKIM Mm. correctly. And I talked to another agency yesterday and they didn't even know what SPF and DKIM were. And that's a huge problem. There's a lot of people. That is a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you, you work with the right team that actually knows the foundations and fundamentals of email marketing, because the last thing you want is to be investing your money and then having it, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, six months, zero revenue. And you think email marketing doesn't work. And that's a, that's a lie. No, that is such, it's such a shame because when I I actually do get um, clients like that as well, they're like, we've been sending emails with an agency and they're not converting. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because a lot of these agencies try to do everything and they might be really good at paid ads and they're like, let's do everything. But then they get more juniors, your junior um, people on the email side of things that don't know that there's a humongous side that is technical, that they need to ensure that it's set up properly, right? Deliverability is such an important thing. When I started with email, deliverability was not a thing. All the emails would go through, okay? But that is a very, very big deal now. Like, you don't want to put all that effort, right? If you're a DIYer, two hours, you send that email and you get a 7% open rate because all of the emails are going to spam. That's effort that was just lost. Yep. So you have to make sure. 
have an audit. Make sure that everything is set up properly, right? If you're seeing those low, low open rates and very low click rates, highly likely you're landing in the junk folder. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's just a very big indicator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's a, it, it, what well, we talk about the time and opportunity trade. Well, now you've given time and opportunity for something that's never going to convert and never going to make mm-hmm. you money for your business. And it, it's truly sad because email is such a powerful tool. And I think because we almost just have to continue to educate and demystify that it is a, it's a technical tool that it is, it is. Um, you know, it is, it's not the easiest always to just jump in and learn all of the nuances. Of no, email. it's not. It's not. It's a fallacy. Whoever tells you that is, is, is not, it's, it doesn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> does not know because let me tell you something, working in fortune 100 and 500 companies, we had teams just for email. Yeah. Okay. Now we were dealing with millions of records, but let me tell you something. The amount of effort that it takes to send an email to a million people is pretty much the same effort it takes to send an email to a thousand people. So that does not change. It's just a number you see, but the, the, the layouts, the things, I mean, that is exactly the same. There's no difference unless we use modular templates and sections and dynamic content that gets into a whole nother level. Yep. Right. But typically it's a, it's pretty much the same amount of time. So mm-hmm. it is a time consuming effort, but it is such a worthwhile effort, especially yes. the more you automate things, the better off you'll be. You also have to give it time. Okay, that doesn't happen overnight, especially if you're not consistent, right? If you're not in that inbox and you're not top of mind and you send an email when you remember or every three to six months, you have a dead list. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even valuable. And the money's nope. in the data. I see people with like small, you know, 1,000, 1,200 person lists getting sponsors in Canvas because not a lot of people have that kind of data and are are actually leveraging email marketing. So you know, you can start monetizing your, your list very quickly in cannabis or craft very beer. Quickly. Yeah. And, and, you know, use that to, to print money, but uh, so to speak. But I've also had people, oh, yeah, we're going to print money with email, but then they have no strategy. They actually don't really spend time setting it up right to actually make that money. So, you know, it, it is it is something where you want to be thoughtful and you want to have yes. um, that framework in place because you don't want to uh, a, a spike in sending, you know, okay, now I'm going to send for the holiday and let's hope my campaign makes it to the inbox. That, that, that's also a fallacy. Well, ho- ho- yeah. Hope is not a strategy. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hope is not a strategy and don't wait to Q4. Correct. Like you have to be consistent. Again, I ran teams just for email and I yep. was also a one woman show. It happens across the board. I had teams of five and I had team of one, right? And we still had to do it. So I love, obviously as a team of one, I leverage the technology side Mm -hmm. of email. Like how much more can I automate? Yes. Right. But when you have a team, you can set a more robust strategy, right? And say, okay, we're going to do this segmentation today, this segmentation tomorrow, segmenting your list is critical as well, Mm -hmm. right? You need to understand who you're speaking to and create something that is specific to them. 
Yes. So again, you have a lot more flexibility in terms of personalization with email. Um, the technical side of email is very powerful and you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one thing that you had brought up was deliverability. And I just want to make sure our our listeners know what is the difference between delivery and deliverability? So that's a very good question. Um, so and please correct me because you, you I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I always call it deliverability. <laughs> Well, and I differentiated so. <laughs> as delivery being it's made it out of the gateway of your ESP. Yes. Deliverability is whether or not it actually lands in, in, in box, the inbox. Which is a very good differentiation. Such a such a nuance, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, your delivery, because your ESP, I use Clavio. So your ESP tells you, hey, nine, 100% delivery. That does, not me- that does not mean 100% deliverability, Right. Because it goes, you have bounces in there. You bounces are like, you have soft bounces and you have um, hard bounces. Soft bounces are meaning like the inbox is full. There was, you know, a little bleep in the communication, right? That happens at that specific moment. And then you have your hard bounces, which are like, these are bad email addresses. They're never going to get through, right? You always want to be cleaning your list, as well. I know people talk about it, but it's such an important piece because it will affect your deliverability, right? You're inboxing into the, the person's inbox. Yep. Um, so yes, delivery is typically a hundred percent. It's usually very high. Deliverability is not yep. right. So there is a huge difference between those two. But deliverability is something that everybody talks about now in the email marketing industry, because without it, you're doing all this effort and nobody's going to see it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that impact it, right? There's infrastructure of your program, again, SPF and DKIM and how did you set up uh, your ESP? There's the content that you send, the images Mm -hmm. or the links, right? Did you send something that looks malicious that inbox providers are going to flag and send to spam? Is it all image? Is it all image, right? You have to have a good balance between imagery and HTML text. Yeah. Okay. Remember, once you land in the spam folder or junk mail folder, your images are turned off. So people are not even seeing your alternate text, your alt text, which now we're getting into a little more technical stuff. Mm-hmm. The alt text has to be there. The description, right? Accessibility, you have to think of that as well, right? Are you being ADA compliant? Alt text helps you with that as well. Your alternate text. Yep. Every image should have an alt text. It's a description of the image. You could even say the description of the offer, Right, whatever is that image is displaying, you need to do an alt text in there as well, right? So now we're getting into like little technical stuff, but it's important for people to understand that there are technical things that you can do to improve your deliverability, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I just had somebody ask about that. Hey, should I be doing alt text on my email? <laughs> I don't think anybody does it. Yeah, as a not like non marketers. Yeah, they don't do it. And I think even some marketers don't do it either, but it's something that should be done. It's like classic um, email. Like you really need to, and people think, no, my images are, everybody displays images now. Um, and you're, if you're in the junk mail folder, no, they're not displayed. Yeah. So 
you really want to do that because if people at least can read what it is, they're opening their junk mail folder, at least they can see what it's about and then they move you out of the out of the I uh, know uh, the junk mail folder into the inbox or promotional tab yes yeah hopefully because mm-hmm. then that's an indicator hopefully. to say yeah hopefully <laughs> um and uh, again if you listen us as email marketers sometimes we have to hope and pray too <laughs> <laughs> right this it just depends also we go in there and we don't know what typically you've been doing and how to and then we have to dig deeper into the data and see how we get you out of that uh, spam folder oh, I, and get you back into the inbox. I've got a good one because you know that we hear this all the time. Let's put it on record so we never have to um, answer it again. <laughs> but uh, how do we get into the primary tab of Gmail? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, it's the same thing. Inbox, the primary and the promotional is the same thing the same thing it's just categorized that's all it is you're still in the inbox if you're not in the primary yep and and, and guess what <laughs> google's not gonna tell you all no, the things to get in nothing there nothing you can do unless you literally write hi how are you alex nice to see you that's it like you cannot be promotional the filters in Gmail, nobody knows what they are. Because if as email marketers we did, girl, we would be in that inbox category. Yep. But we nobody knows what that is. So a promotion is a promotion. So you are a promotional business. You are selling your cannabis and you're selling your beers. You're selling. It's a yep. promotion. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> Like it's very frustrating because I'm like, I'm not I'm not in the inbox. I'm not in the primary tab. You are. You are in the inbox. However, they meaning you you only you have to pass Gmail filters and user level filters. If the user themselves puts you in the primary, woohoo! That's fantastic. But that's just on desktop, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's in mobile is a different experience as well, right? So again, your focus is to get in the inbox, regardless of tab. Okay, you don't want to get in the in the junk mail folder. Yeah. So relax. You're in there. It's just you're in a in a promotional tab. That's it. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> I had to ask. You know, I love that question because <laughs> it comes up so much, so much. Like, how do we get in there? I'm like. I, do you include promotion? Then you're not going to get in there. Very simple. Now, I, and I, I tell it like it is. I'm like, listen, yeah. listen, I'm not here to waste your time or mine. Yep. This is what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Well, again, save people time. Because, I again, we, we can't uh, arm wrestle with Google. We're going to lose. <laughs> no. I had one. I had a Fortune uh, 500 company ask me, hey, can we pay? Can we pay them? Can we pay Google? <laughs> Uh-oh. No. Cause we got into the we got it we got spammed we got into the spam folder. Oh no! Um, with the list that they had given me. Uh oh. Um, I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and we got in there, and they're like, "How? How can we pay them? Can we call them?" <laughs> no, we cannot pay them, and they don't care who you are. They don't care whether you're a Fortune five hundred or one hundred, whether you are a mom and pop dispensary out in you know in the suburbs. Yep. They don't care. As long as you're doing things the right way, 
which is trial and error. That's why it takes time with email sometimes. Trial and error, trial and error until you get in there. And it takes typically four to six weeks, if not less, to get back into the inbox with the right strategy. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that and the timing because Mm -hmm. we have a lot of minorities um, that we serve. And for the minorities in craft beer or cannabis, right, with less funding than, you know, the the, the corporate folks of the world, um, what's the right amount? You know, what's the right sin strategy or investment into email? How do they know and, and can navigate that? So you mean like a frequency send? Yeah, like I would say frequency, uh, <clears throat> either time or money investment. So listen, right now, email is is one of the cheapest marketing channels, if not the cheapest. When, when the economy starts downturning, email is the one that starts like working. <laughs> yeah. When the pandemic, email was the savior <laughs> of all of these businesses, because again, how else, you know, would you would you get the sales going, right? Um, so in terms of email platforms, they're very affordable. Um, it is something that, you know, a budget would be more if you're going to outsource the email setup, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to have someone email set up, uh, the automation, the campaigns, all that stuff. You, you definitely need some sort of budget. Anywhere between, probably between seven to fifteen thousand dollars i would say it's the range depending on the amount of flows the amount like it's that that is someone that would do everything for you Mm -hmm. you can also you know hybrid you know maybe you can do the copy and then they do the 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 execution and the design so there's so many different ways to work with a a company's budget okay when it comes to that Um, and then in terms of strategy, like sending and stuff like that, at least I I always say once a week at a minimum, but I do like, it's okay if you do every two weeks, right. Or what, but minimum once a week, I know people like, why once a week, what do I say? So many different things to say new product announcements, just a story blogs, blogs are such a great way to start conversation and give value. It's not always about selling. Yep. It's also about giving value and explaining your product, especially like for a newbie. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know where to start, right? Um, so teach me so I can buy yes. from you. Yeah. Yeah. I teach me. The consistency is the key, right? It what, is key for everything. Yeah, for everything. I know it's such an overkill. People are like, oh, you need to be focused and consistent. Shit. It is. <laughs> It is. Some people are not as good and just they're just so good at being consistent that they're selling more than you are. Yeah. And you're probably better than them. Yeah, that's true. It's just that it's just that they're in there. Yeah. And they're they're telling their story and and they're staying top of mind. Correct. And that's that's really the critical piece. The critical piece is staying top of mind and you're going to push a product. Guess what? They might not even buy that product. Typically, they won't. Yep. They'll go, at least you get them to the website. The email is the vehicle to get you to the final destination, which is the website. And that's where the conversion happens. Not on the email, but the email is necessary to remind people to come back. Yeah. And 
You know, you mentioned automations and I've even had clients where if they have one person running their weekly campaigns and they use an agency to set up the more sophisticated automations and check in on that, um, uh, figure out how you want to use your budget as intentional as possible. And then again, for minority owned businesses who are self-funded, automations are a great way to streamline your business because you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of budget. So once you set it up, it's going to keep working for you, right? It's not a one and done campaign that you've spent Correct. a few hours on. This is something that's going to run through the entirety of the year, earning you revenue. A hundred percent. And especially if you're driving some sort of traffic, you really need those automations to be ready to go mm -hmm. because that way you're wasting money. If you don't even have a welcome email. Yeah. Like you'd be surprised how many people do not have the most basic automation. Mm -hmm. And yes, they might be making money, but why don't you want to make more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like <laughs> to make money. Make more. Just set it up and that's it. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Those automations are just, I am a huge fan of automation. And once you start with the basics, what I tell people is look at the patterns the repetitive patterns in your business. Mm -hmm. If there is something that is ex like very repetitive, go ahead yep. and see if there's a, an opportunity for another of automation for that. Even if it's a customer service inquiry, you get something that's super repetitive, listen, create an automation with the top five FAQs, for example. And that way you can minimize your customer service. So it's not always about making money with email, it's also about service, mm -hmm. servicing your customers automatically through email and that way you can also help your customer service uh, department. Yeah. Gosh, that's such a good point. There's just so much you can automate. Um, again, you're, but you, I do have this question from clients sometimes. Well, can I just set up automations and automate everything? No, <laughs> because your business is ever evolving. Your campaigns are like, they're all necessary because yeah. they're pulling different things. Your campaigns are pushing traffic to your site, okay? Your flows are grabbing, they're pulling mm -hmm. people in to your site, right? Because they're already visiting. So they're based on action taken by the user. So it's a pull and push system that you have going on with your email marketing. So as such, they're both helping each other. It is necessary, just like other channels. Social media is a great tool to help email as well. Standing alone, social media is not going to get you all those sales. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it, it's a multi-channel, omni-channel strategy. Yeah. Right? So wherever you can live, right, especially for you guys that are more restricted, leverage that. Ask for email address through social media stories once a week. Yes. It's free. It's the one thing you can do without it's getting kicked off. It's the you can do. <laughs> right. I, I tell people and they're like, oh my God, I didn't think about that. Yes. Like ask them, ask them, link them to a landing page, create a landing yep. page on your site for an email sign up. And there's an opportunity for you to also maybe ask another question or two. Mm-hmm. What do you use it for? Is it medicinal? Is it your recreation? Like you can even ask just one or two more questions. You don't have to go crazy because people are going to shy away from that. Don't make them required, 
right? Because you really just want to get that email address more than anything. Yep. And based on site activity, you're going to see who they are. You see, because people click and that's data that's, that, they, that you're, you're going to be collecting. But again, automation and campaigns, they work really nicely together. Yes. It's a push and pull system. So you can't go wrong with email, guys. I mean, it's really the most affordable type of marketing that there is out there. It is. And I, I want to talk for like hours because really we haven't even <laughs> talked about often. Girl, I've been doing this for 20 years. Hygiene. I can do this forever. Forever, yes. ever. So we might have I to geek out on this. We're going to have to turn this into a series, um, potentially. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, I guess for now we're going to pivot into the lightning round just for the sake of oh, time God, today. <laughs> so I've got five questions and you got 10 seconds to answer. You ready? Great. Thanks again. Go ahead. Let's see what what happens. Here. All right. No idea what's your what favorite? What's your favorite brewery in Florida? Full transparency. I don't drink. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a bad question. What? Uh, what's your favorite sparkling water? <laughs> My favorite sparkling water is Perrier. Oh, ooh, I like Perrier. But I also have that machine. That machine oh. that you press the button and it bubbles up. I love that. That's what's up. <laughs> what's your favorite, cats or dogs? Dogs. Yeah. I have a Siberian Husky. I, Let me see if he's I there. I saw him Look on your him right social there. media. That's him right there. What, yes, he's the best. Kobe. What a cutie. Uh, favorite, he is. What's your favorite city in the U.S. besides where you live? My favorite city is actually New York City. Nice. I know. And Chicago. Like Chicago's a close second. Well, like um, but New York City, yes, everything's in New York. <laughs> everything that you that, possibly want is in New York. That's true. Even the the street meat is Chef's Kiss. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It totally is. Totally is. Uh, best book to inspire women in business. Best book to inspire. You know, I'm going to be honest. I actually read more about self development and mindset. Yep. Um, Let's so hear it. I would highly recommend the Four Agreements. By Don Miguel Ruiz. Such, I think it should be a mandatory read. Um, it's it's a short book and it's just going to shift so much perspective for you. Wow. Um, highly recommended. The Four Agreements. Well, I love your mindset and I think you're always so inspiring. So I got to check that out. Thank you. And Please do. It's a great book. And then the last one. What piece of advice do you know now that you wish you would have known starting your business? That you got to do it scared. You can't wait to mm -hmm. get the clarity because I think a lot of people wait to get, okay, I'm going to have this clear picture of what this is going to look like. It never comes. Clarity only comes from action. So just take the action and the, you're going to get more clear and clear and clear until you get like a solid vision of, oh, this is the type of business that I want to create. Mm -hmm. Don't let other people tell you you can't. Because guess what? We live in this vast universe of limitless opportunities. So just try it. And if it doesn't work, you learn from it. Mm -hmm. But take the action, guys. Don't wait. Because time is just keeps going and you're not getting that time back. Yeah. So clarity comes from action. Gosh, that's some damn good advice right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is 
is. It's hard. And I, it's and hard. I proved it. Yes. And last year really was about me when I, I was full time in my business. It was really about me thinking what I thought my clients needed. Yeah. And that is not it. Um, some of the stuff, yes. Other stuff I had to remove because they were not, they, it, it's not what they needed. Yeah. And as uh, the more you speak and the more action you take and the more you get involved with the clients, they are going to tell you what they need. Yeah. And then you can create packages and bis- and things like that around that. So again, just take the action, guys. Whether it's you trying, you know, running, you want to try the cannabis business, the breweries, whatever. Speak to people that have already done it. Yeah. Don't speak to people that are never are going to tell you, no, you can't do that. Because they're never going to do it. There's people, yeah, God, I just heard a story from a a, a woman a co-founder and she said, oh yeah, people are like, why would you ever run an agency in cannabis? You're never going to make it. I'm like, oh yeah, tell that to the guy who has a marketing agency who's about to get a $50 million valuation in cannabis. Like this shit is possible and I'm so sick of people- In any industry. Putting women down, it. you know? Yeah, in yeah, any, just any industry. It. Yep. 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 So don't. And I am I am considered a double minority because I am Latin and I am a woman. Mm-hmm. So don't tell. Don't allow anyone to tell you that you can't. Yeah. Okay. So just go for it. And people that are you know in your ear telling you that you can't block them for for a bit. Poof. Even be family. Gone. <laughs> even family. Ooh, boundaries. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. They don't know what you know, and no, so they don't. And they're coming from their own fear. Yeah. Right? Not from, from, and they're, they're, they're coming from their own fear and they're like, I would never do that. So I don't want you to get hurt. Yep. But guess what? The reward is incredible. So, and the time freedom. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's so many positives. Yeah. There's cons. Let's be real. I told you at the beginning, there's cons, there's lows, there's highs, there's oof, whatever, but just go for it. Hell yeah. Go for, it. Go for it, guys. Go for it. Get the damn thing done. I'm rooting for you. Yes. I'm rooting for you. And if you need any, you know, any help or support, inspiration, reach out to either of us. Um, Alexandra, yes. you're you're just awesome. I really appreciate you coming on as a guest. Likewise. Thank you so much. I appreciate the invite. Yes. Thank you. I'm just, I'm proud of your growth and I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your knowledge because, I mean, you really are. You're, you're a wealth of knowledge. And so if you're a brewery, a dispensary, or, or somewhere in that supply chain in any of those industries and you're in growth mode, you're wanting to build a revenue generating email program in the industry, download this episode, start building your badass email program today. And if you need help or resources, check out our market, like a badass group or the show notes. I'll put Alexandra's information, but so our listeners can hear it from you. Uh, where can they find you? Where can they find you? You can find, I'm usually very active on Instagram at all about email marketing underscore at the end. All right. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and just slide into my DMs. Ask me any questions. I'll be more than happy to. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much again. I'll drop this info in the show notes, like I mentioned. And uh, otherwise, follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass.